0: Away. better than most, better than most! Critical take
1: off he falls
0: into the pit, he's going to get spattered out. He's got the Oh my goodness. Please make welcome, the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric ecker and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor, condo Condor! Condor.
2: As experts, we are back on the couch. I've got Woody and we've got quite a few missing in action. I think Beric's still at Parkway Drive. Um, Sats, I don't know where he is. And Jared, you're on the line. Welcome, Jared.
0: Morning, gentlemen.
2: How'd you go at Parkway Drive in Brizzy? Did you enjoy
0: it? Oh yeah, mate. I was at the gate, got a great seat, I only just got home.
1: <laughs> you must have ended up going to the after party with Slipknot.
0: Yeah, I was. Yeah, after watching the Dragons I needed to go and do something. Oh, we'll get onto that. Well, Slipknot? Who's Slipknot, Woody?
1: Uh, big American um heavy metal band. Probably like same era as uh I don't know, they uh, they Metallica were like so, or? Yeah, no, nah, Metallica obviously like started a bit before them. They're probably more like the middle of the 90s, end of the 90s, right. and they really took off, I guess late 90s, early 2000. So, um There's eight of them. There's eight guys in the band. Eight it's crazy so you had like uh side uh, side stage tickets we yeah so we had uh like the good tickets from jeff who plays guitar from parkway he hooked us up big time yeah we got we actually stood in the sound we went in the second floor of the uh, sound and lighting thing in the middle of the mosh pit so you can sort of walk your way to the middle of the mosh pit and go in the actual sound tower oh right how's that it was it was incredible. Like we, we got to watch Megadeth and um, and Parkway from there. It was crazy. At Parkway as good as they look in that movie? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen them live. I, I, you know, I, I only sort of listen to their music here and there. And I've been listening to it the last sort of week or so once Jeff said he could get us some tickets just to get a feel for it. And, mate, they're, they're sick live. They're yeah, crazy. Winston, the lead singer, blew his voice box about four songs into it. And they stopped the show and they were going to nearly walk off and then he just went, "No, nah, fuck it. And uh, and he kept going. He played another probably four, four or five songs. Oh. They, I think they they probably had to shorten their set by about a song or two. Because the slow songs, you know the song that they had as the song for the finals of the NRL? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't play that because it's too slow. Yeah. He, he had to play these fast songs where he was just yeah, singing fast. Yeah. I don't know why because it probably didn't hurt his voice box. But don't think he'll be talking much in the next few weeks, Jeez. like proper. He couldn't even talk when he was trying to talk to the crowd. Unbelievable. Um, well,
2: before we get into Around the Grounds, um, big shout out to Lennox Pizza and Pasta. Friday night, the, the,
1: the opening night that they put on up there, would it? Yeah, sick. It? It's pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, insane. So stoked for Nikki and Mez. Like, You we're weren't th- drinking, but you were caught eating pizza. Yeah, I ate, I ate everything <laughs> that came out of the kitchen. Uh, everyone, like all the staff, it was sick. It was so cool. Yeah, Such a so, cool thing for Lennox and... Just you know, they've been there since '07. They bought the you know down the other end and just worked their ass off in that little tiny space. And now the you know I think Mez was saying I think nearly the kitchen that they just work in it's bigger than the it's old bigger shop. than the whole shop that they were in. So yeah, if you're in Lennox
2: or you're a Lennox local, get down there. It's a cracking setup. It's, yeah, they've done got it. great views. The menu is. Uh, Sort of revamp the menu with um, a lot more nibblies on it, and as well as obviously high quality pizzas. But full bar. Um, Rian was definitely utilising the full bar. He did the for whole cocktail
1: menu for his cocktail menu cocktail, cocktail menu, menu yeah for his yeah birthday. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like to have um, another great restaurant in town. You know, yeah, fantastic setup uh, around the grounds, Jared.
2: I suppose. Uh, Hot off of the news over the weekend is that Suwali actually has signed with Rugby from twenty twenty five,
0: and uh, big coin too. Yeah,
2: one. Well, I don't know. I think maybe Brandon Smith summed it up best yesterday. Yeah. One point six million dollars a season—that's a lot for a winger.
0: Well, it's very big money, isn't it? I mean, he wouldn't have got that or even uh, close to that anywhere in NRL. And I'd suggest that they're they're paying for the potential and maybe his future talent because. Um, you know, he's he's still very young, got a lot of football left in him and in front of him and rugby are clearly putting a lot of money in him. But, I mean, it raises a question across rugby, doesn't it, Stephen, about, you know, why aren't there players within rugby that potentially could earn this? Um, you know, once again, Eddie returns to the game and throwing big money at external recruits.
2: Yeah, look, I think, uh, I mean, r- Australian rugby's al- always struggled for... Uh... For for cash or to come up with decent cash for you know high quality coaches high quality players, Um, but this is pretty typical of Eddie keeping rugby on sort of I suppose the front page of the papers with a big signing, Um, Joseph Suwali one point six million from start of twenty twenty five, is he is he a Sonny Bill will Sonny Bill Williams where he'll go for a couple of years and come back to league? I'm not sure I I don't I don't know I think at the moment in an bears. Bezard have a better uh, better view on this than me, but I think he's probably a 13 and a winger. I don't know if he's up to international standard as a fullback right now, but he's got a couple of years to he, sort of get that right.
1: Th- I listened to a thing on uh, the Channel 9 uh, Sunday thing yesterday <laughs> with John Z and Slater and jo- uh, John Z, Slater Freddie. and Freddie. Yeah. Did you listen to that? Oh, I saw bits of it. They spoke really well and uh, <laughs> Slater goes, mate, he's every chance in 2025 when he leaves to be in the top, five players in the NRL there's every chance he's he's one of the better players by then by then yeah, when he walks yeah, to yeah. go to um union so he could just slot straight into one of their key positions in union but uh he was like one of the best schoolboy rugby players or the best in the country when he was playing oh, for kings. when he
2: when he was playing for so kings against he knows what eight. he's
1: doing he'll walk straight into and understand the game probably a lot better than some of those other recruits that won't be an issue yeah that won't be an I issue. think they have to like the way you see it too, when you're, if you're 16, if I'm 16 and I'm one of the best players, schoolboy players in the country, and you can either go to the Wallabies or to Super and get 250 grand a year or whatever it is, or South sign you in their junior development and you're already on 100, like the road yeah, to getting money I, earlier.
2: Yeah, but I think what it shows, unfortunately, is they've re signed him to go and play rugby when he was already signed and South's got under their guard. Like the kid was playing rugby from from year yeah. seven to year eleven when he left Kings. Yeah. He was a rugby player through and through, playing a bit of juniors with Souths, and then you know, and then they go back and he gets the big payday to come back to the game when they probably could have had him under lock and key three three years ago.
0: Yeah, but like- I think I think the other thing it shows too is that um, and good luck to I him. Mean, it's all about setting up your future and, and maximizing what you can out of whichever option you're looking at. That. Yeah, one of the reasons that he he did sign with south and then it has gone across to east and now doing what he's going to do in the future is um, he he and those advising him have been hell bent on getting the best possible deal that they could and you know the sign across with south when he did was on um, at that age big, much bigger money than he was being offered in rugby mm. yeah um, you know and then you know a lot of toing and froing and then he moved across to uh, the roosters and. Yeah, you know, now he's clearly chasing the coin again. And uh, I mean, Billy Slater's right. I mean, all the reports about when he was in the World Cup over in England, that his preparation was just outstanding for a guy who's still only, you know, 19 or 20. Um, you know, he left no stone unturned. He did so much extras. He really looks after himself. He's got a great attitude and focus. So there's no doubt he's going to be a very, very talented and successful athlete. Um, but it is a lot of money to be putting into somebody that may not yet be a fullback in, a, in the coming years. But I'm sure that's where he's earmarked the play for, Eddie.
2: Yeah, well, I remember having a chat to Wisey when he signed, uh, when he switched over to the Roosters and it, there was a bit of argy-bargy about whether he'd go to rugby then. And I said to Wisey, what's your take on his talent? And he said, if rugby are successful in signing him, this is two years ago, he said, we will have him in the back line by the end of the year playing test match footy. Yeah. So, you know, the good the, the, the good quality judges are, you know, all yeah. over the talents. So they're
1: so. going to have to pay, it's like the West Tigers, you're going to have to pay overs to get these guys out of out of league to play NRL, but you look at it too like 1.6 is probably doubling the highest paid player in the Wallabies at the moment or close to it. Mm. But NRL aren't going to the Wallabies to try and sign any of their players, you know what I mean? There's no one there that that they want. You know, maybe they'd it's like good question. someone. Who but would you sign? Yeah, that's I, a good I mean, question. I don't even know the names of the. There's only I only know Michael Hooper.
2: I'd probably sign Karevi in the centres, but yeah, I don't know. But don't there's know. not there many. You know what
1: I mean? There's not many there you desperately want for the NRL. So that it's you look yeah. at it from that angle. Of course, they've no, got to go big point. for Swali.
0: Good. Well, point. I think the other thing too is you know out of last weekend and. The opening four rounds, I mean, the NRL executive would be pretty happy with where they think the game is at the moment, and we, we saw three or four high-quality games during the weekend that were incredibly close, a couple that went the Golden Point. That has been the theme through the opening four rounds, so in terms of product and ratings, they'd be very happy with where they are right now. So before we get on
2: to uh, the actual games and what went on on the weekend, um, tipping update, uh the guys that are actually still in the knockout, they all took, uh, they all
1: took the Bro- Storm. No, nah, Broncos, wouldn't it be?
2: No, they took the Storm on the weekend, so they're all still in. So, no one's been knocked out, so we've still got uh, three. This is in the knockout comp. The um, Storm unbeaten so far this year? No, no. They, no, they, you only have to pick one each week. So, they took the Storm to beat the Tigers on the weekend. And the storm won, so they're still. Going oh, out. you change, yeah, each, yeah. Week. Yeah, yeah, you change oh, each week. Yeah, yeah, change Each week. I
1: thought it was just the one team at the start of the season.
2: No. no. Ah, that's probably why you got knocked out. Um, the and yeah, and there was obviously some some really close games. Um, uh, into uh, into the weekend, which started off on Thursday night, Jared. I mean, how how good a game was that? Eels
0: Panthers. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, Eels uh, lifted. Um, you know, what about the, the Cleary kick that took it to Golden Point? You know, amazing field goal. Um, I was one that always thought the two-point field goal was um, something the game didn't need, but it's a- actually added something. I'll take my hat off to that decision. I mean, a long shot outside of 40 metres, clearly straight over, n- never looked like missing, takes the game in the Golden Point, And the Yields come up with a bickies um, at home. A big question mark about the Panthers' attack at the moment. They just don't seem to have points in them. They've had opportunity, but not points. Missing a little bit of ball play out of number nine and uh, a little bit of cohesion in opening holes. But that was just a cracking game. And then you know we saw that the following night with the Dolphins and the Broncos. Uh, I thought the Broncos could have kicked away, yet uh, didn't on the night. The the Dolphins just dig in and, and fight and scrap and... Their defence was outstanding, and I mean that game was only really decided in the final minutes with uh, length for the field try from Stags. Um, they were super. The, the Dolphins injuries starting to take a bit of a toll on them, but and then we saw on Saturday night the the big clash at Homebush, uh, also in memory of the great John Sattler. Um, how how were how,
2: how good a job did Souths do? I mean, the, just the, just the, the the week leading up, and then. You know, I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't get emotional watching the pre-game, where uh, obviously uh, Demetrio had reached out to Piggins and the Satler family, and they were in the huddle. I mean, you know, I'm, a, I think everyone probably knows the, the angst that there's been there with Piggins and um, Russell Crowe and getting back into the comp and that hopefully f- the fences have been mended there. And it was so good to see, um, you know, oh, well, yeah. George Piggins and the Sattler family.
0: Outstanding. And then uh, apparently it uh, wasn't on the TV coverage, obviously, but after the game, um, I mentioned last week that great rendition that uh, John had done when he uh, was talking to his son, Scott, on radio a couple of years ago of the South Sydney song. And so after the game, they actually played that at the ground. And apparently you could hear a pin drop with all the supporters just uh in awe and silence and respect and uh, admiration of listening to that. So they just did a fantastic job. And, and that's exactly how it should be done.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. Jared, um, what's the... I mean, you might have a bit more... be able to shed a bit more light on this, but what's the story with Seabold and Demetrio? Is there is there past history there of those two? Did you see yeah, the press is, conferences yeah. leading up to the Saturday night?
0: Yeah, there is. They um, have a genuine yeah. hate
2: for each other, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of backstory there that we probably um, can't really dig into too much, but let's just say that they don't send each other Christmas cards. And, you know, there was a fair bit of rubbish going on in the background when there was the um, early signings of Demetrio, uh, sorry, of um, Seabold with the Broncos oh, and that yeah, long-term yeah. deal and then trying to get out of the contracts. And then um, Bennett um, and was taking Demetrio with him down to the, the Rabbits and... Yeah, I think there was a a bit of rubbish went on in the background, but yeah, no, they they're not great fans of each other.
2: So let's uh, let's do a quick report card. We'll put you on the spot here. Um, we've got the Broncos out out in front on eight points. Uh, Eagles, Dolphins, Warriors. I mean, that that was another gutsy display by the Warriors. They had quite a few injuries leading into the game, um, and quite a few injuries during the game. Um, probably not as gutsy as the Dolphins on Friday um, yeah, on Friday night, but um, they're sort of, you know, three from four. That was their first game back at Mount Smart, Smart Stadium. Roosters hanging around, um, a much improved performance by the Sharks. Uh, what's your take on that sort of top eight, top ten team so far?
0: Oh, I think the side that's really going to blossom and, and grow out of this into the, the next six to eight weeks, I expect, will be the Roosters. Um you know, they've, they've balanced up okay off a, a pretty slow start with that first week. And then, you know, they've got a win over the Warriors. But they started to show what they're made of against uh, the Rabbits last week. They've had a week off, which with some of their injury issues will do some good. I certainly think they'll be climbing the table. Um, I really like the influence of Nico Hines on the Sharks yesterday. The guys just all quality. Wow. Did you watch it, Woody, or watch yeah, any of the
1: highlights? We watched a little bit of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. How good was he? Fuck, he was. Yeah, he, he's. It's a, it's it's a. Compl- it's a compl- like they were pretty good for the without him for a few of those games. Complete but different side with him. It's a gear him. shift with yeah. him, eh? Like,
2: it's sort of like Adam Reynolds at the Broncos, yeah. I reckon. The influence he like even his more kicking so because goal kicking and then just his general play.
1: I just reckon he's he's like his quick pace, like yeah. the way he can change his. pace. He really
2: plays up tempo, doesn't he? And no, I, I, I love cool. how it, I love Jared how he sort of gets away from. <laughs> Your sort of generic game plan that you see in the NRL, where he's happy to go down short sides and kick back, or you know look for that sort of cut out pass. And
1: could could he, Jared? You reckon? Little eight weeks away, but I'm starting it. This is the only thing I can go for at the moment. Yeah, could he play with Cleary? Could he play? Could those two play in the halves? Like, would you? Uh, yeah, like it was. Yeah, like, I wow, think. Wow, uh, didn't look that good against Para. Like it was mostly Cleary.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um um, but you know, Fittler's always been about holding yeah. what he had previously. So whether he'd be prepared to break that up's another thing. But uh, and, and you're right about the tempo. He, he actually takes them up half a beat in their play, and it just moves them um, more quickly. They're on on the front foot consistently. Play after play, uh, it, it moves the momentum into a, a tempo that unsettles the opponent. Certainly, it did to the Dragons and. Uh, I thought he'd have a, a big influence. I didn't think he'd be as big game one back. He was outstanding yesterday. Um, and, and that shows that, you know, the Sharks are, are going to be somewhere around that top six, we'd have to suggest. But he's um, got to be,
2: the, be on the park for him, hasn't he? Oh,
0: he yeah, has, yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, but I, just thinking about origin, Woody, depending on how you'd want to play, I'd consider
1: starting him at seven. And what, have Cleary at 5 out? Well, I don't know. I mean, he just brings so much in attack. Well, that's a, imagine if you had Cleary, Hines as your halves. You got Turbo. So what, play you,
2: play Hines
1: at... Uh, play Hines at, at, at six. Yeah. And just play him on the other side of the field. And then you got Turbo, the trail at your um, centers. Teddy at fullback. Teddy at fullback. Your wingers.
2: Adokar and Tahoe.
1: Adokar and Tuali. Yeah. And then and then you got off the bench. I'd have um, Whiten as fourteen. Would you play? Would you play? Uh, do you reckon he could slot
2: in at, at five eight, Jared? Heinz.
0: Well, I think I think thirteen would be a great spot for him because thirteen he'd, he'd handle the ball a lot more and um, he'd be in the mix and, you and, and play t- that t- role. T- that, could well, well, you know that's that's obviously the, the yeah. issue. Um, you know, Yo's been outstanding. I oh, so yeah, uh, yeah, over recent years, but he could play that role similar to what Radley does at uh, the Roosters. So well, where. You know, he, he plays a link with a ball, and uh, I mean, he's somewhere in, in, in your best team, isn't
1: he? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I like it's exciting to because fuck, Queensland are going to have a sick team, man. If Walsh is fullback, it's going to be a monster. Yeah, Hunt. Yeah, and then you got fucking uh, Harry Ground. He's Melbourne's best player. Yeah.
0: Fuck, I, uh, sick, just uh, sick Origin to- series. Just to add to it, it's very refreshing to see Fitzgibbon and some of the things that Seabold's doing at the Eagles in attack that I think that that's a slight changing of the guard of how attack's been played over recent years. And I applaud it because I I just think some of the stock standard stuff we've seen is just rubbish. Um, You know, Seabold on on Saturday night, he had um, Cherry Evans and Schuster playing together on both edges, uh, which they haven't been certainly the eagles with their six and seven doing a lot in in recent years he also had a couple of little set plays where um cola came around to the left edge um yeah he's prepared to mix things up and coach to those skills and and create plays where it's either an overlap or you're setting something up to put a man back through a gap that wasn't expected by the defensive line and uh, long may it continue because I, th- I think if the Eagles go, continue down that path, they've got some good attack in them, especially going to thump some of the teams at the bottom of the table. Um, and again, we saw that with the Sharks last year. Fitzgibbon was it's prepared to, um, you know, play different points of attack, move, move his, uh, certainly seven around, but at times he's six and what he did with his one. And, you know, they've got points in them at their best.
2: So uh, if we look at sort of, I suppose, from eight or nine down, you've got the Rabbitohs at eight, uh, Storm, Bulldogs, Titans, Knights, Cowboys, Dragons, Eels, Raiders, very disappointing considering they got a good draw, and then the Tigers. I mean, are there any sides there? I mean, you've got Bulldogs with a new coach, obviously the Dolphins with Bennett, um, the Knights that, you know, were under the pump from the start of the season, obviously the Dragons and the Tigers. Is there anyone outside that current top eight that sort of you would flag that are going to continue to improve and anyone in the top eight that you think might fall out?
0: Well, I guess the, the, the key question is, where do the Cowboys go from here? I thought they were horrid again. Um, you know, i said it for a number of weeks. I've got a major watch on them. I just don't like what they're doing. They desperately need drink water back. Uh, they need a much bigger game from Lolo in the middle. Um, they're there to be beaten again this week, and they play the Bulldogs. Just on uh,
2: just on the Cowboys, Jared. When you say you don't like what you're seeing, what are they, what are they doing, uh, from last year that is sort of your negative?
0: Well, uh, I think there's quite a number of, go- of guys, you know, Nanai, uh, Lolo, um, certainly their two halves who are just way down on the contribution okay. that they were making last year. If you look at that win the other night. You know, they, they scored off, I thought, a lucky play. Then they scored off an intercept. Um, and then the Titans in the last second half uh, played without their six and their one. You know, that game should have been far, far closer than it was. And I just didn't think the strength of the and quality of the game was um strong and that's now uh four weeks where they've been like that they're very beatable at the moment so they really need to get things balanced up and on their way to be climbing the table uh, certainly before they get to origin because that knocked them around last year um yeah the storm again uh, a good win they knuckled down but gee they beat a very ordinary opponent in the tigers who are an absolute mess uh, they desperately need uh, a couple of those key players back and a couple more forwards with some match fitness. Um, I thought the Knights were very gutsy yesterday. Um, Enormously that, that's gutsy. Possibly, possibly uh, as good an effort as they were at Leichhardt a couple of weeks ago, but also better combinations and they had better performers right across the park. You know, the Raiders really fell away. Uh, very disappointing. You know, they led it led by six out of half time and, They'd scored next, were in the box seat, yet the Knights were the strongest in the second half, when some of the leadership and attack around that Raiders offering yesterday was really, really poor. Uh, I think the Eels are in the bottom half of the table, and I think they'll probably stay there for most of it. Um, Come out of a strong game against the Panthers, but they've got a really tough draw in the coming weeks. Again, they keep losing. There's lots of question marks then about trying to get their season going, and uh, what happens with rep football, they're going to lose Paulo now for two to three weeks with suspension, I mean right in the middle is not where they need outs What
2: about the uh, well two questions, firstly is it time for Brooks to leave the Tigers and look for a, a new change uh, and secondly does uh, does Griffin see out the season at the Dragons
0: Well the Dragons aren't renowned for sacking coaches so uh, I suggest they probably just limp with this for the rest of the season. But you know, I thought the Dragons were a fair chance yesterday. Uh, and clearly, the news of the week has unsettled that that combination, and they were just horrible. And that's now two second halves in a week where they've fallen away disastrously. I mean, yesterday, line breaks eleven to two. They just were not even in the game. Forty missed tackles from the Dragons. You know, their attitude clearly is way off. Um, whether there's enough mounting pressure in the next six weeks that they do make a change. I doubt it. As I said, they don't have a history of sacking coaches. But the Tigers, there was an offer on the table from the Knights, and the Knights agitated for 18 months to try and buy uh, Brooks and get him to them. Uh, And the the Tigers just wouldn't uh, relent on the price that they wanted out of that deal the deal was never done they're stuck with him now you know who else is going to put their hand up to try and pay a fair portion of that contract now on the back of the current form? uh it's very easy to focus on him and bag him but he was again very very poor on friday night but gee he had some plenty with him and you know for tim sheen to try and talk about again which is probably the fourth week in a row in his press conference about that yeah, you know, they came back in the game and they weren't that far away. I mean utter rubbish. I mean if it wasn't the storm, they would have got beat by forty the other night against any of the top of table Mate, teams and
1: they play the Broncos, they edge. lose a fucking hundred nil. Do they play
2: the Broncos this weekend? No, no.
1: If they, oh, did, they did if yeah. they did play the Broncos or the Sharks, someone in form, fuck they play the Dolphins, they lose hundred
0: Well, they actually play the Broncos this week at Suncorp, so there there you go. go. Yeah,
1: that's going to be fucking, that's a training run for the Broncos.
0: That could be a barn burner. Well, how much fun is Walsh and uh, Staggs going to have attacking that uh, left edge? I mean, you could drive a truck down there at some stages and not hit anybody. I mean, the the missed defence, and and it's not just Brooks. I mean, Brooks is a highlight, but he's got someone inside him and and two guys outside him who have just got no idea what they're doing.
2: No, that, that's the reason I raised Brooks because I reckon if he actually got out of there and he went to a like a, a you know a genuine sort of top eight side, I think he'd actually probably thrive. I think he's got something yeah. to offer, in my opinion.
0: He, well, yeah. I I think the guy is now weighed down by all them. yeah he's, he needs. He needs he's, a I, I agree with He you. needs yeah. to play he, in he fucking
1: doesn't. West Oz or somewhere. <laughs> he needs <to laughs> like he needs start. to get out of the West, yeah. like where he is for sure. Yeah, I would. I, I reckon he's almost better off going somewhere like the Dolphins, away like a really well-structured, solid front row. Oh,
2: and yeah, and with a with with, the senior coaches, it's really
1: co- going yeah. to uh, give him some confidence. And he's away from the Sydney Fishbowl.
0: Yeah. Jared, well, um, the silly thing about the Tigers is they probably had the answer in front of them. I mean, they could have retained Hastings at yeah. seven, which is, yeah, you know, all they need is direction and and some smarter at seven, which is certainly what Hastings is providing for the Knights. Um and well, he, he provides that.
2: The- he provides that, and he provides provides a really solid kicking game, and he kicks goals.
1: And you know what? Yes. He probably I was amazed he does when they let him go. He fucking probably calls our crew when they're fucking around and they're not doing the right thing. Mm. It sounds. It seems like Brooks probably doesn't even speak when he's on the field. Yeah. Maybe not as much as he could or should. Yeah, Do you reckon? Like, it, well, yeah, I, the I interaction think, between the team and like, it's
2: a classic example where he's he's you know he's been part of the furniture, everything, the change of coaches, everything that's gone on the history of the club while he's been there. It's just not working. He just needs a new environment. And I and I actually think if he went to a new environment, we'd be sitting here talking about him in you know giving him glowing praise. That's what yeah, I reckon. I'm with you. The guy can play. He just needs a new. What environment.
1: What about this? Jared, what, you, what was your take on the uh, Eels Panthers game? What did you think of um, the the front rowers? I thought I thought Gillard was, is it? Oh yeah, Kendall I yeah. I thought he had like, yeah. where was that shit in the grand final? He was fucking going mad.
0: He he was. the
1: They look. That's this season where they were whacking, like they were actually smashing.
0: Well, I think the difference with the Eels this year is that, in my opinion, they're just one big man short in the middle. Uh, to being a very good team uh, that could have won at least two or three of the games yeah. that they've, they've lost, yeah. Um, and once they start those rotations, clearly it weakens them. Um, they're going to be up against it this week though, because with uh, Ro- Paulo on the are, sideline, yeah,
2: and Roosters are off yeah. the bye. So and Roosters they,
0: they, are off the bye. They got another tough one.
1: Do you think? I don't know. Do they get a heap of confidence playing that type of game against Penrith, coming out on top to get like, and then the other guys? They haven't played week to week. I don't know. It's, it's it'll be a flip of a coin. I reckon it'll be a tight game.
2: Well, they were good. They were good last week against the Panthers, and they'll probably you know, yeah, they they were good. So they'll be way better against the Roosters. But you know, in the NRL, backing up is Lane back?
1: Did Lane play? I can't remember. No, he didn't play. They're really missing. They're they're missing. Yeah, that Left side. Fully. Yeah. I mean that. I just I just I just kept kept, kept an eye on Junior Paulo and uh, and Campbell Gillard. Because of how well, smashed com- they got in the grand final against Penrith, but mm. Penrith
0: didn't couple have a couple of that. other interesting mat- matchups this week. We've got um, Rabbits play the Storm in Sydney now. You know the Storm have this amazing record over the Rabbits, but are very under strength at the moment. The Rabbits need to get a few players back. That's a good one. We've got the Eagles um, going out to Glen Willow Stadium and playing the Knights. Uh, and given the way the Knights have been fighting over the last couple of weeks, that's a nice little matchup, especially being out of Sydney. And then, um, talking of coaches where there's no love loss, we've got uh, Bennett coming down to Sydney to play Griffin at Wynn Stadium. Oh, the Dolphins, Dolphins, Dragons. Oh. Dolphins, Dragons. And uh, Dolphins uh, picking up some injuries. They now lose uh, Sean O'Sullivan for you know probably 12 to 14 weeks with a, Pe- a, a peck and tendon tear. So. And I'd be surprised if uh, Nick Aruma played.
2: Geez, that was a bad cut he got above and below yes. the eye. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, yep. He got split like straight across there and straight across oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they're going to – I mean, the Dolphins' depth is def, definitely going to be tested in the next couple of weeks. But, gee, they got some ticker. That that, that game on Friday night, they, they just – I don't know. if They're one kick away from winning it, I yeah. thought, you know, Milford's kick.
1: Yeah, they were. What if, Jarrod, well, what um, a, Jerry can I ask quickly just going off the first four rounds who's the best player in the comp who's the most inf- influential player and the form player of of the comp let's say they've had to have played 3 games so far
0: well out of the four well i think i think turbo is yeah for my you know he, he he's just outstanding and you you look at that game the other night and i said this last week you know i love the trail and, and and the talent he has in the person he is but you compare to the input of those two players in that game the other night. Turbo was outstanding and he's in every set. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Luttrell still drifts in and out of the game and he just doesn't stamp himself the way that Turbo can. Um, Let's hope it gets better. I mean, their record of winning when he plays is very strong, but they do need more from him.
2: Who'd be your next couple? Turbo then? Who else?
0: Well, I don't know.
2: Um, Nico, yeah, it's, Nico it's Hines, fair. he hasn't played three games, but gee, he was influential well, last night.
1: I think Adam well, Reynolds. Yeah. I was going to say Adam Reynolds, or, yeah. or who uh, Jared's been talking up heaps is uh, Payne Haas. Payne Haas has been yeah. fucking amazing. Jared and I yeah. were talking about this
2: earlier. I, I'm not, I'm not 100 sold on the Broncos just yet. I think uh, under the pump, you know, like they were. That was like, as far as quality games on Friday night, it was fantastic for the grind, but it was a bit off on the on the actual quality. I just reckon when they're asked questions, not sure yet. I, I, I just don't know if they've got the real high-quality coach in their corner.
1: I reckon it must be so funny if you're defending Manly and you see Turbo come up and he starts, like when they've got the ball and they're sort of at the halfway line and you're just like, oh, fuck. Like if you're the fullback or one of the wingers, you're like, oh, fuck. Because like, you know he's going to, like, he's, mate, there's a real high chance he's going to get a line break. Yeah. You know, almost, what, yeah. every second crack he's nearly going to get a line break? Yeah, he's... Uh, he's Unless you're Latrell who's the same size nearly as him. If you're a smaller fullback, you'd be shitting your pants. So, Jared, the last question before
2: we wrap it up. Um, so, Turbo is the most influential. If you, uh, with uh, the way the NRL works and, you know, you've got players coming off contract... Uh, and you can negotiate from towards the end of the year, if you were trying to shore up your uh, your roster, who's your top one or two guys you'd chase? I'd be
0: all over Nico Hines. Mm. Yeah, I know he's. I know he's a, we're talking what ifs because the guy's under a long-term contract, as he should be at the Sharks. But yeah, he, he's just been so in, instrumental in what they do. I mean, the other obvious one is Munster. I mean, Munster has an enormous influence on what the Storm yeah. do. Uh, He's an absolute standout. Um, And he he was part of the the key difference for them the other night in in, uh, getting back and winning and some of the the smarts around what they did. Um, Certainly, you've got to have these key marquee players. You take Reynolds out of the Broncos and uh, there's absolutely no way that they would have won those four games to start the season. And They had opportunities that they didn't convert that they should have. The other night, and I've said for weeks now, the second half of the season is very tough for to them. So they need these early wins, but they also need Reynolds. And you know, I, I thought watching the second half the other night, there are stages where he looked a bit proppy on his legs because he has got some issues with his legs. Um, they don't need him to go down at all.
2: Hey, I don't think they're a top four side without Reynolds, and they're yeah. probably just maybe
1: top six. Do you think if abby yep. Corriveau isn't in the Tigers, we're losing by five hundred and eighty-seven points again? Oh, I'd say six. Well, possibly. <laughs> he's, he's like, he must be scratching his fucking head just going, what did I do?
0: Yeah. Why didn't he? Well, he's, why he's, didn't he's, he's s- dry, driving oh. home saying to his wife, thank God we got the money. Yeah. Um, I'm not
2: sure there's you know, many I, signs there either, Woody. I think that's probably the disappointing thing.
1: What's that? Well, I'm, just yeah. not,
2: I'm not seeing any real green shoots that they're one or two weeks away from a really good performance where I, they can yeah. knock someone off. I, I, I just I, don't, I, don't see yeah, that I don't yet. see it yet either. No yeah. way.
1: They yes. look so lost. And the Broncos play straight and hard. Like,
2: Well, and, they, and they, I think the Tigers just look, in attack, they just look clunky. Yeah. They look clunky. Well, it's because Brooks
0: yeah. has got 40 they,
1: voices in his head.
0: Mm. They, don't, they don't go forward to start the game. I mean, that's that's the... Yeah, they're just constantly playing sideways and they keep breaking up their combinations. And you know, somebody made a point on Friday night on social media. It was completely accurate. If you go back to the combinations that they played in their first two trials, they've now switched guys to the opposite side and broken up the combinations that they started the season with. I mean, they're well, just And, the, and the,
2: that they did the whole pre season with. So. What's their Monday
1: yeah. meetings like? What do they fucking say <laughs> to each other? No, Please. I think they get
0: haircuts. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> what does fucking Sheens and Benji say to the group? All right, we're close. Um, we're close. Yeah, Brooks, you passed it out on the full four times. That's okay. What but we're, we're close. Well, what we're going to do today in training, we're going to swap everyone around. Abby, you're going to play fullback? Uh, fuck, it just must be the most bizarre shit. Probably the,
2: they probably should merge the uh, Monday meetings with the Dragons. Yeah,
1: they yeah. Should, yeah, West Tigers, fucking St. George of
2: Righto, final word, Jared. any final word for you uh, this week, four weeks into a cracking NRL competition?
0: Yeah, no, it's very even. I've got to say, uh, and it, it makes it hard finding winners, but it's certainly very even. I'm really enjoying the comp.
2: Is your pick still the Roosters to win the comp?
0: It is. It is.
2: And is your pick, uh, it was originally at OK odds for the Raiders to make the top four. Can they get to the top four, let alone maybe the top eight?
0: No, I'm advertising those tickets on eBay this week. Um, You're selling anyone your bets. Anyone can buy those. Yeah, I'm selling, selling out on the radars there. Uh, yeah, what's Stuart done in 17 years? I should have remembered that. Um, he's achieved nothing so far. And, um, the,
2: um, and our best bet um, on the weekend, we didn't get up, so we need to all put our heads down and yeah. work out who we're going to have a bet on this weekend. Uh, Woody, final yeah. word for you? Uh, heavy metal.
1: It's powerful. It's powerful
2: music. Right. Final word for me, Woody, is you've got a lot of work to do in the next couple of weeks. What am I coming? Because one of your uh, one of your charges, Mikey McDonough. So I'd like to sort of tip the hat to Mikey. He's, yeah, and he, Nixie. Fuck. Yeah, but Mikey's qualified for the challenges series. He moves to the next the next so level. So Nixy. And Nixie's qualified. Yeah, oh, I thought she's she no, didn't no, qualify. They
1: both qualified. Yeah, Nixy oh. stayed on in fourth. Okay, uh, giddy up. Yeah, and Mikey's seventh. So, so
2: you've got a lot of work to do to get them ready for Snapper. Is that the first one? Yeah,
1: well, I'm going to bring out the uh, old school, like, meter ruler. Yep. Fucking attack them on the beach till they get shit right. But, nah, congratulations to both of them.
2: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Um, righto, Jared, Well, we'll catch you uh, bright and early on uh, Thursday morning.
0: We will. A lot of work to do between now and then.
2: Yep, let's find a best bet. See you, Mark.
1: Gun
0: <laughs> smoke here set fire through the microphones. <laughs>